going over these because every time I do, it's fresh air all the time. These are Pastor Gary's New Year's, actually, well, given to God, but given from God to Pastor Gary, his New Year's resolutions. Resolutions. Revelations. Come on now. These revolutions will cause a revelation. You get that? All right. Praise the Lord. So number one, believe in the Lord your God, so you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Number two, fear not. Get the fear out. And reverence him. Come on now. Number three, you are complete in him. So you can fear not. Number, I like number four, fear not, little flock. He's talking to us. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It makes him, it makes him feel good. It makes him feel good. Number five, therefore, my beloved brethren. Come on now. You're a little flock, now your beloved brethren. Be steadfast. Be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is never in vain in the Lord. Never in vain in the Lord. And I have five bedrock truths. Number one, God can't lie. It's impossible. Based on the, the previous five that we read, it's impossible for him to lie. Number two, his word is true. We can trust in him today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and, for, uh, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we in this world. And number five, not, most importante, God is a good God. All the time. All the time. So I want to talk about, um, Pastor Gary's been talking about purpose. And, and as I've been, I've been thinking about, every time he starts talking about that stuff, it's like, oh, come on, burn that stump. Pastor. So I want to talk about let your purpose move you. Let your purpose move you. So back to number five that Pastor Gary was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 15, 58, please. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Let's go there. Woo! Hallelujah. We said it, but let's, let's put our eyes on it for a minute. It says, are you there? Okay, be steadfast. Unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen to this new living. It says, be strong and immovable. If you're immovable, that means you're not leaving this church when you're called here. You will bloom where you're planted. Come on. It says, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. I like being enthusiastic. Right, I'm, I'm an enthusiast. Kinda, yeah, 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 I like it, yeah, yeah, it's that. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Absolutely everything. Even, I mean, come on, little, the little things that bless me are, did you see the rock that's holding the door open? That D did, she painted that, she painted the logo. And it's those little, little things that just, I came in one morning because I come in early to, to set an atmosphere, turn on the AC and stuff. And, and that was the first thing I saw when I came in. I thought, oh, no, who did that? And then after, after some investigation, and it was her. It was you. Thank you. That was so special. Listen to this in the message. Stand your ground. Isn't that good? Stand your ground. Don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time, and it's never a waste of effort. Never. So, stand your ground. Stay put. And don't hold back. 
Don't hold, because you, you know what happens if you're holding back? You're actually kind of greedy, and you're hanging on to it for yourself and not sharing it with us. That's what I tell some of these musicians. I said, you greedy thing. You're not even playing for here. How are we supposed to enjoy what you do if you just keep what you, your gift at home? I'm just saying. Come on now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, why? Because God gave it to you to share to the world your gift. And don't bury it. So, Pastor Gary's been talking about purpose, living on purpose, living for purpose, so we can bravely go where no church has gone before. Come on now. <laughs> Faith is our final frontier. Faith is our final frontier. We are faith people. So uh, as I was putting this together, and, and there was a thought that came, and I'm going to ask you the same thought because I, I had to answer it. Um, what is it that drives or moves you or what is it that gives you your purpose for what you do? What is it? And I had to answer that question. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to give my answer. And I want you to think about your answer that you're going to give me, or him, actually, because he's the one that asked me that question. So you need to know. So drums. Um, what gives me my purpose for what I do when I play? I excel to do better. And then the question was, why? Well, I said, well, when you ask that question, why? You got to answer it because it's, it's one of those depth charged questions. Why? Well, I want to be the best me that I can be. I want to serve. Listen to this one. I want to serve the musicians that I play with of my supply. Right? To bring enjoyment to people by what I do. God blessed me with a gift. So why should I hide what he's given me? I thought, woo. Here's another one. The associate pastor to serve the members of this congregation and to serve the pastors of this congregation. Why? There's always going to be a why after your statement. Well, um, I said, well, we have great people here at NCM. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crickets, yeah. Okay, no, no. We have great people here at NCM. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I want to do what I can to help them achieve their God-given goals, right? If I can help by faithfully being there to be a source of encouragement, to be an example for others, then my purpose is fulfilled. And our ultimate purpose, us, is to make Jesus famous and relevant, irrelevant, relevant, yeah, that too, relevant to the people around us. We need to make Jesus famous, and we need to make him relevant. He's not some Jesus from the past. He is a Jesus, a right now Jesus, who's doing things right now in our midst. Come on. Expect miracles. Why? Because they're happening all the time. We may not see the little things that God is doing, but he's doing so many cool things. Hey, man, sometimes we got to stop and, and because we, we get so tied up. And so, God, do this. God, do this. But he's doing all this other stuff over here. But God, look over here. Stop. Hallelujah. Anyways, so those are my two. What are yours? What are yours? I'll challenge you with that. What is it? Come on. What is it that's your purpose? What is it that you, that, that you do that moves you? 
Um, Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 and 5. Listen, uh, and then I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. And that chapter, Isaiah 50, chapter, uh, verses 4 and 5. It says, the servant of God says, who's that? Sounds like us, right? The servant, the servant of God says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple and of one who was taught. Does it sound like us? That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens, he wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as a disciple, as one who has taught. the Lord. Number five, the Lord has, has opened my ear, and I have not been rebellious or turned backwards. We don't, come on, we're, we're not rebellious here. We're blue ribbon sheep in this place. Amen. Verse 7, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been ashamed. I have not been confounded. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. Why? Because, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. That is a person of purpose. When you can, this is why I'm here. You are a person of purpose and you cannot be chased away. No matter what. Hallelujah. So I looked up purpose. It's the action or the proper function for which a person or a thing exists. What is your purpose? What is your function? It is not just to sit in your chair. You cannot make Jesus famous. You cannot make him relevant by sitting in your chair. Come on now. Yeah. Get out of your chair. All right. So let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4, please. Verse 1. Luke. Luke, he's your father. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. Now, um, and, and in those days, he did eat nothing. And when the, the days were ended, he was afterward hungered. Okay, after 40 days? Uh, can we go with four? <laughs> Come on! 40 days. you got to be kidding me. Verse 3. I had to sing in my, and, and I saw this. Check it out. There's the devil said, and then Jesus said. The devil said, if you be the son, son of God, Jesus said, it is written. The devil said, if you will therefore wish it, worship me, Jesus said, get thee behind me or get out of my face. The devil said, if you be the son of God, Jesus said, it is said. He said, it is written, get behind me, it is said. Jesus was challenged in his sonship. Two of those three things that the devil challenged him with were his sonship. If you are the son of God. And that's what he's doing to us today. If you are a Christian, if you are born again, then why? Why aren't you doing something? Come on. He was challenging his sonship as we are today. But Jesus, see, Jesus was a person of purpose, and he was moved with a purpose, and he answered on purpose. It is written, get out of my face, it is written. Slap. He can't, of course he had to take off. He can't, he can't sit around with all that coming at him. Woo! Verse 13, Luke 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him, from him for a season. Yeah, he can't, he, he can't, he can't sit around that. Mm -mm. 
And Jesus, verse 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went about, went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. I guess there was. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified of all. He came to Nazareth as he had been brought up. And as his custom was, we are brought up in church. Our custom is we go to church. That's what we do. We go to church. And here we are. Isn't it wonderful? Come on. Woohoo! Ah. And he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He looked himself up. He looked himself up. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Are you bold enough to say that in a crowd? Come on now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Number one, to preach the gospel to the poor. Good news to the poor. You don't have to be. Woohoo! He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. And in 1 John 3, verse 8, we've heard this. For this purpose... Again, what is the purpose? Jesus' purpose was uh, for the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That was his purpose. And Jesus gave us the same purpose. Destroy that. Kill it. Kill COVID. Amen. Listen to this in the Amplified in 1 John 3, 8. For the reason the Son of God was made manifest or visible. He was made visible. Is Jesus visible in your life? Here, yes. I can see it. You can tell when Jesus is visible in a person's life because they glow. They do. They're like, a, they're like an LED bulb. Whoosh. Right? They just light up everywhere they go. It says, the reason the Son of God was made manifest or visible was to undo, to destroy, to loosen, and to dissolve. If something's dissolved, it cannot be put back together, ever. The works that the devil has done. And I don't know if this was pastor that said this. Then I think it probably was because it sounds like one of his. How far you go in life is how far you grow in life. How far you go in life is how far you're willing to grow in life. Are you willing to be taught? Are you willing to hear and do as you hear? Come on now. There, there's, there, there's instructions going out of here all the time. Right? Are you willing to do that and apply it and grow? Or are you just going to go? Right? You declare your destiny and you, and you declare your purpose on the earth. What is your destiny? What is your purpose? Come on. We will get to the other side. Right? Amen. So um, I read this at um, Men's Prayer. And, and it's one of those deals where, it's some, you know, the, there's a verse that you're reading, it just jumps right off the page. Well, this is one of those. It's um, Luke chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, a Passion Translation. And, and I said, this is the people of New Covenant Ministries. This is you. You'll be one of the great ones in the sight of God. You, you, will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. You'll drink no wine or strong drink. You'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that sound like you? Come on, and, and you will persuade many to convert 
to turn back to the Lord their God. You'll go before the Lord as a forerunner with that same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. You will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers and tenderness back to their children and, and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. A righteous father, that's a pastor who's been speaking into your life that you decided to walk away from? Come on. Turn the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers and prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. That sounds like our purpose. It sounds like this is what we're called to do. All of that. All of that. And once you know that, that's why we can do Mark 16 and, and hear it and do it. Uh, verse 15. Jesus said, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel. Come on, to every creature. He that believes in his baptized shall be saved. Come on, isn't this the same thing? He that believes shall be saved, uh, but he that believes not shall be damned. Self-cursed, really, is what it is. Because if you don't believe, you're cursing yourself. Jesus said you can be healed. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you just curse yourself because you're not going to get healed. Jesus said you can be rich. Well, I don't believe that either. Well, you just curse yourself. You're going to be poor. Take your little broke self out of my face. <laughs> Anyways, you can't do that. Be sweet, right? <laughs> These signs shall follow them that believe. We're believers, and we believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not, it shall not, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay, they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, is he speaking to you daily? All the time. He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth. That's our call. Go forth. Go forth. And preach everywhere. The Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. If there's no word going out, how's he going to confirm it? Right? Hallelujah. And, you know, because Jesus was moved with purpose. And in and, um, and Matthew 14, 14, it says that um, Jesus went forth. He saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion to those that he saw, and he healed them. See, compassion moved him. His purpose. He saw a lost and dying world. They were sick. And he said, okay, you know what? My purpose right now is to heal all these people. And he did. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 17. This was kind of cool. The Apostle Paul, um, Acts 17, verse 16. I'm going to read this in the New King James, um, just because it's easier to read, and, and you'll get it. Because I was reading it in, in the King James, and it was like, okay. But if I read it in the New King James, it's, it's, I, can, I can do this. <laughs> verse 16. Now, while Paul, while Paul waited for them at Athens... His spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. And it's, it's like today. And, and really, our spirit should, and they are, we're, we're being provoked. And amplified, it says, his spirit was grieved and roused to anger. There's a holy anger that's going on when you see the, 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 you know, the people in this city in fear, trembling. Come on, from, from a virus? No, no, no. It says his spirit was grieved and roused to anger when he saw that the city was full of idols. Okay, now verse 17. <clears throat> Therefore he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers 
and in the marketplace daily with those who happen to be there. Then uh, certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him. Some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods. And, and it says, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection, they said that was foreign? How far have they gone? How far away from the gospel if you're going to call Jesus and him being resurrected foreign? Oh, my goodness. No wonder he got mad. Verse 19, they took him and they brought him to Areopagus. Areopagus. No, I did. I pra- Oh, loud, I said it because I said, I'm going to say this. Areopagus. Thank you. Woo! Say it again. Areopagus. I got it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use it whenever I can. How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling very Areopagus right now. Man, my bank account is flowing to overflow with Areopagus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and that just means tribunal. And they said, <laughs> they said, we may know, oh, may we know what this new doctrine is of what you speak? See, people are going to, when you start talking this, people are going to want to know, what is it? What is it? But be approachable. Be approachable. They said, um, may we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak. Verse 20, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. And I'll tell you what, even the Christians are, are saying, you're bringing some strange things to our ears right now. What do you mean Jesus heals? What do you mean Jesus will bless you? What do you mean Jesus will, come on, debt cancellation? What? Restoration? You've got to be kidding me. What is this new thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For uh, Verse 21, for all the Athenians and the foreigners who were uh, there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear of some new thing. Verse 22, Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and, <laughs> and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with his inscription to the unknown God. They don't even know him. But they worshiped him. How do you worship what you don't know? Come on now. You wouldn't date somebody you didn't know, let alone marry somebody you didn't know. Well, some are doing it. Praise the Lord. Anyways, uh, therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing... Him I proclaim to you. Verse 24. God who made the world and every listen to this. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with, with men's hands as though he needed anything. As though he needed anything. And since he gives life, uh, gives to all life, breath, and things, verse 26, he has made from one blood. Every nation. He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him, this is the one we got, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. Isn't that good? We are his offspring. 
Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold. Come on, don't lower yourself. Or silver or stone or something shaped by art and man's devising. Come on now. And Ephesians 2.10, we, we've, we've preached this a lot in, in this church. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, what? Unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. I like a New Living Translation says, we are God's masterpiece. We are his finest work. Rembrandt's has nothing on what God created. Amen. Psalms 139, please. You know where we're going with this one. Verse 14. It's so good. David said this, looking at the mirror. Come on now. Yep, one th- Psalms 139, 14. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Woo! God, I want to thank you. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows right well. New century, it says, I praise you because you made me an amazing, in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful, and this, what you've done is wonderful. God, what you, come on now. Are you looking in the mirror and saying what you've done is wonderful or what you've done is a mistake? Wonderful. Marvelous. You know the song? Yeah, we just sang it. All of that. The message, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in our adoration. What a creation. Complete Jewish Bible. I thank you because I am awesomely made. I am awesome. Woo! Where's Paul? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I am awesomely made wonderfully. Your works are wonders, and I know this very well. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. So, uh, so uh, Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the passion, it says, as he thinks within himself. Within yourself. What's within here? Um, let's go to Acts chapter 27, please. Let your purpose move you. Acts 27. I like Paul. He's a, he's a guy of purpose. Wow. As you read through, like he was just purposely doing stuff, right? Purposely on purpose. Verse 18 in Acts chapter 27. Let me know when you're there. All right. They're in, a, they're in a storm. Huge. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And on the third day, we cast out with our, ha- our own hands the tackling of the ship. Verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appear... In many days, it's been dark. During the day, it's dark. During the night, it's dark. And no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved is then taken away. They're in a hopeless situation. Look around here. Not here, but I mean, like, outside. It's, it, for most people, it, they're hopeless. They don't know what to do. I says, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. 21. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. He's probably just saying, what are you? it's like us. We're standing in the midst of these people. Sirs, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to me. Go to church. 
right? And, and have not loosened from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. Verse 22, now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me <laughs> this night the angel of God, whose I am, whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. That's all he needed. His purpose was like, okay, I got a purpose. I got to be, I got to show up for Caesar. I will get to the other side. And lo, God has given, <laughs> given me all them that sail with me. God has given us this city and all of those within this city. They were afraid and freaked out. People in this city are afraid and freaked out, but they're ours. They're ours. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. So we're going to be, we're good. We're good. We are of good cheer. For I believe God and we believe God and it shall be even as it was told me. So come on now, in a hopeless situation, Purpose will move you to speak. That's what we do. We're speaking all the time. Um, I love this. Okay, Acts, totally out of context, but I love it. Uh, verse 33. This is good. Acts 27, 33. While the day was coming on, Paul besought the men, <laughs> besought them all to take meat, saying, this day is the 14th day that you've tarried and continued fasting. 14 days! And have taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you, take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. That is a cure for boldness. You eat some meat! <laughs> yes! Come on now. Eat some meat. Don't be a bullheaded vegan. <laughs> Anyways. Like I said, totally out of context, but I... they did the wheat and all that other stuff. That went overboard. They said, we're not having that. Get it out of here. I love it. Philippians chapter 2. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, please. Purpose. We need help with our purpose. And in Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is at work. New Living, it says, God is working in you. He's given you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. See, he's going to give you the desire, and he's also going to give you the power to, to get it happening, right? Because you, you get this desire, and you get this, and, and come on now, you get this purpose on the inside of you, then there's going to be a power that's going to push you through to the other side till it's done. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 8 in the Passion Translation, listen to this. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are, you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Verse 6, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Wow. Offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. When he asks you why, tell him. What's your purpose? 
And then give him the why. Why do you do what you do? Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus or through Jesus Christ. Verse 8, listen to this. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, all that is real, all that is honorable, all that is admirable, all that is beautiful and respectful and pure and holy and merciful and kind. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Come on. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.20 in Passion. Never doubt God's mighty work, mighty power to work in you and to accomplish everything he's called you to do. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. I give you my list. He's going to biggie size my list. I thought it was big. I thought I was being fulfilled. Oh, no, 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 no. No, there's so much more. And you have so much more. He's not done. He's going to achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power consistently energizes you. You're the energizer bunny. Move with purpose. Come on. Psalms 107, verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say, So! Who has re- who, who, he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I like this. In Job twenty two twenty eight. 28, it says that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. You shall decree a thing and it will be established unto, right? So, got it. One more verse. Okay. Psalm 71, verse 18 in the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Here's our prayer for today. God, give me grace to demonstrate to the next generation all of your mighty miracles and your excitement, excitement, not being miserably saved, but uh, come on now, but very excited to show them your magnificent power. Come on, let me say it again because it's so good. God, give me grace to demonstrate to the next generation and this generation all your mighty miracles and your excitement to show them your magnificent power. Come on now, that's our, that's our purpose. Decre- come on, begin to decree today. Begin to decree today. Say this after me because we've got to talk to ourselves. I will complete my destiny. I will reach my destination. All of my great expectations will bring about great results. I'll never be alone. I'm getting stronger. I'm learning. I'm speaking God's word and believing for great results. Why? Why? Greater is he. That is in me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.